Welcome to the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, proudly brought to you by L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, where Rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged. 707 Walnut in Philly and always at LLPavorsky.com. I am Spike Eskin, along with a man who does have a sore throat, but we don't know why. It is Liberty Baller's own Mike Levin. Morning, Mike. Morning. Soldiering through. Are you sick? Is that what it is? Or... Were you screaming? Well, yeah, you know, I, I was in a bachelor party last weekend in Atlantic City, hence the Amos Lee fill-in uh, and uh, you know all the travel catching up with me. Thanks to Amos for filling in, by the way. I was all prepared. I had a bunch of topics to get in there and do like 20 minutes myself, and uh, I mentioned to him that I was going to do that, and he offered to come out of the bullpen, warmed up the right arm, and uh, and filled in, and had notes and everything. I've never seen anything like it. So, thanks to Amos. Love it. Go listen to his music. Aside from the intro song here, the podcast is on iTunes and TuneIn and Google Play and SoundCloud and Stitcher. We are at. Do you want to know how many five star review ratings we are on iTunes? I'm gonna guess like four eighty five. Four ninety. On the march to 1,000, we, we need your five-star reviews. Now, we always read a review. Now, I think I am, I don't know, you can tell me whether I am. I think I am well aware of my, my faults, right? I think, do I have a, I'm, I think I'm pretty self-aware generally, even when I'm being wrong. I feel like I know that I'm wrong. What do you think? No? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're, you think you got, you got a, a handle on it usually, sure. Okay, so here's a review. Normally I read, so this guy only gives us four stars, which is fine. Subject line, great otherwise. I, I, I just feel differently than he f- feels, and I want you to tell me if I'm wrong or not. <laughs> okay? I, I, maybe he's trolling me. I don't know. He says, I like everything about the pod except for Spike's countless shameless WIP plugs. I don't, I don't think I talk, I don't think I plug WIP at all. I, it's my whole, I spend 10 hours a day there, so it's, there's, there's only three things in my life. There's my wife, and my dog, and my job. And it's just one of the three. I don't think I ever say, hey, we have a brand new show, you should listen to it, or anything no. like that. Do I? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. It's just anecdotal, and it happens to be that it's sort of, it's not the same thing as the podcast, obviously, but some of the same things go on, and we have talks, so... I don't think, and if For I some wanted reason, to, you sound you sound more radio guy right now than you usually do, and I don't know why, and maybe it's me on the receiving end of it. But yeah, you sound WIP voice spike right now, not Red Ricky Sanchez voice. Should I lean right back a little bit further? Maybe I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I can't tell you. Oh. Is that a shameless plug? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And and by the way, ECVD, if that is your real name. If I wanted to shamelessly plug WIP, I would. Podcast is free. We don't make any. I want to plug you. Plug your TV show. We're allowed to plug whatever we want. Anyway. Yeah. The lottery party is 18 days away. And uh, I was thinking about the lottery party yesterday or two days ago. And how. The draft. The NFL draft is really just like a 
like an appetizer for a warm a much better draft. Yes. And even the lottery, which is much better. Yeah. I saw that part. I was at the NFL draft yesterday with my radio it looked, station, it looked, it looked awesome. WIP. I have to be honest. I was prepared for a shit show, and it was yeah. pretty awesome. And I think one of the reasons it, it worked out so well is that the area is so big that even if there's 60,000 people there at once, there's plenty of room to move around. Everybody was being cool. I was really impressed by the whole thing, to be honest. But- it is really just a warm up for the lottery party, I think, generally. It's about yeah. this time, 18 days away from the lottery party, that I start getting sentimental about the lottery party and maybe self righteous and indignant, you know, toward everybody else. <laughs> and I will say that at at the draft yesterday, I heard I will say no fewer than 20 or 25 trust the processes or lick face things while I was there. It was unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah. I, well, I Embiid wish you there were there. Doing, doing some stuff. Yeah. But this was even before that. And Beat and Simmons were there. They were both there. Yeah. There was a lot of like, Hey Spike, trust the process. <laughs> All right, buddy. It was great. It was really cool, but it made me feel even more. I love the lottery party so much because it is so particularly ours. It is. It's so hard to explain to anybody else, and it is so, when you go in there, it is so our people, that, and I'm so proud of it. And it is a reminder, I think, to me and to us and to all of us how much we can, even though we don't own the team or, you know, or the fans don't own the team and we don't run the team, that essentially the team is ours in that we can create a team event without the team and have it be bigger than than they could do. And I'm always really proud of it. So I'm very excited for this lottery party because I'm excited to remind them that if they fuck up, we're going to be <laughs> right there to remind them of it. <laughs> uh, is it? Are you worried that like last year it was packed? Yeah. It was packed last year. Yeah. And there are going to be almost, what, like 40%, 50% more people than last year? No, well, we don't know. So there are it, it. It could be a lot of people. Yeah, it could be. It could be more. Let's put it that because way. Because all those all those other bars were not within full. the complex were not filled. And if if we have the turnout we're expecting, and if you need a ticket, by the way, oh, two quick things. If you need a ticket, again, we'll be releasing more tickets May fifteenth at ten a.m. And if you need a T-shirt and you want it to be there by the time the lottery party happens, you have until Monday, May first. So go to writesrickysanchez.com, order your T-shirt from Cheesesteak Tees, but you have to order by May 1st. So Also, and, if you're looking for tickets, people tweet at us, and we will retweet it. Yeah, and people are Just taking care of everyone else. It's really cool. I'm, I'm very impressed by everybody. Yeah, tweet at the Ricky uh, Twitter. So am I worried that what? That, it's, that it's, it's going to become unwieldy, and I mean someone is bound to be an asshole among all those people. Someone's bound to like bring their friend who is an asshole. And you, you know, all of a sudden there's like a scrum. Here's the way I see it. When you put Randy Moss or uh, Dennis Rodman on a on a team where there's no control and no <laughs> and like other assholes in a shitty team, then they wreak havoc, right? They're painting the ass, they don't show up for meetings, blah 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 blah. 
But when you put Dennis Rodman on the Spurs or the Jordan Bulls, or you put Randy Moss on the Patriots, all of a sudden, everybody, they're too intimidated by the, the culture to be an asshole. We are Jordan's Bulls. Basically. You know, just with a, a lot more losses. So I think, I think that people would shut down somebody being an, uh, that somebody being an asshole at an event like this would be shut down so quickly by the other people that I'm not worried about it at all. And I think we're going to have enough room. I, you know, I don't know if you listened to the last week, but we did the, the rundown of where, you know, we're, we're putting Derek somewhere, you know, we're putting Rebel somewhere. We're putting Max and Jim somewhere. We're trying to spread everyone out a little bit. So I don't know. I'm, I think I'm okay with it. Are you nervous? All right. I hope, I I'm, hope. I'm not I nervous. So. Well, maybe. I hope it's a nice day. Maybe people can be outside. I hope that that would be, that'd be cool. Yeah, and a nice day would be, I think, even better. I think it would work yeah. even better. Actually, wait. if it's raining and like it, it'd be, it'll be like real smelly. For yeah, sure. but that's okay. And real quick, once again, it starts at six. the uh, The eleven hundred social is where the Vlade photo booth will be. The Victory Beer Hall atrium is where Rebel, my dog, will be. I've assigned Derek Bodner to be in Bullies from six to seven. Max and Jim to be in PBR from 6 to 7. So if you want to meet and take pictures with those guys, the engagement thing is going to happen at 7 with LL, Bavorsky, and then the banner raising right around 7.30, and then lottery at 8, and then podcast afterwards. So. The banner raising. Now, you haven't posted that anywhere yet. No, no, read? no. It will not be posted until it, it goes in. You mean the, the, the banner itself? Yes, the yeah, picture. No, it will not be. It's, I You sent me a picture of it, and yeah. it is absolutely insane. Yeah, I... I I want people to see it because I think mostly because I'm so eager to see the reaction to it. But the the Xfinity Live people are right in that it's unveiling at the actual party will make that moment even better. I got to tell it, you. It's, so wait, is it going to be like a it's on the wall and there's a curtain over it and they pull the curtain off or is it going to are they going to raise it into the rafters? Oh, they're they're like, they're raising it. They're rigging it they're to be it. raised. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. With, but they're raising it like with the curtain over on top of it, so it's not visible. Uh, I guess that's what we'll do. Maybe we put a like a big trash bag on it or something, and then as we raise it, we pull that down. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. It's the think about what it's going to be like in there while this is happening. Oh my god! <laughs> See, uh, aren't you getting? Isn't it? Isn't, it's, it's exciting to think about. The raise the raising is really the. Yeah. Is what gives you the chills. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not even going to describe the banner. I just will say <laughs> that I want to thank... I've thanked Xfinity Live for being all in on us before, but when we had the banner, the retiring of the process idea, which was a Ricky listener's idea, and I told them, they just went for it. And they, I, they were like, so are you going to get a banner made? And I just, you know, I don't know how to get a banner made. And I told him, I said, I usually just ask on Twitter for somebody else to do it. And Anthony from Xfinity was like, I think we have somebody. And they reached out. And the it's unbelievable. The banner is unbelievable. I don't know what to very say. Cool. There, so. it's, it's, all, it's very cool that it's at Xfinity Live uh, because it's not just some like cool big bar in Philly. Like, it's the one in the middle of the stuff. Yeah, we're, it's, we put the 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 what's it called the the billboard right next to the wells fargo center and this is on the yeah. other side of the wells Fargo. it's right we, next we, to we it. have you surrounded yeah 
And I w- as an amendment, yes, if you if you fuck it up, we will remind you, Sixers. But if you do well, we will remind you too. We will, we will. Uh, depending on who made the good move, we will, we will give credit or half credit or something. But we're ready to give Look, credit we're, if we're things here. go well. We're yeah, here. We're here. Yes. All right. Here's what I have for the podcast. It's basically your list because I I was like, well, what do we even talk about? So we're going to talk about free agency. I want to throw some unrestricted free agents. And and you you said you had some takes about uh, signing a a high level free agent. We can make that a real discussion. Talk about the NBA playoffs. Talk about uh, the awards as well. The NBA awards, which will be given out June twenty sixth, a short two months from now. After <laughs> only so two pointless. and a half months. Yeah, I like the idea of the award show. I think that's fun, but. It's almost sort of like the MVP, wh- whether we can, and we can talk about the awards in general, but let's say we all agree that Russell Westbrook was the right choice, even though I, I wholeheartedly disagree. But the fact that they're giving out the award after like everything else plays out, I just, and it's too far in advance. I don't know. Yeah. It's a regular season award. You know, yes. and and we're awarding it right after the playoffs when our takes and our thoughts have already changed. I don't know. I think it's. I like the idea of the award show, but the timing of it seems weird. So I agree with you very much. I would say have the award show as the like the playoffs are about to begin kickoff show. The like, problem is, and you can't have the players there. What do you mean? Well, because you you don't have time to. We could have the players that are not. In the play in the playoffs anymore, but you're saying the but then the MVP. Well, unless you're Russell Westbrook, then the MVP would wouldn't be able to be there. I'm saying have it just before the first round, and and it'd be interesting to see who goes and who doesn't. Yes, that would you know? be fun, like the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I think. Well, I think the Pro Bowl is too far. I think the way it is now is Pro Bowl esque. It's right. like okay. an afterthought. Nobody gives a shit. Whatever. Yep. The way it would be before is like there's excitement about like, you know, if there's a day off between that, the, you know, that day and then the first any anybody's first round playoff game. It'd be interesting to see like who goes, who wants to be there and who's like, no, I'm not going. I don't care. I'm I'm focusing on the playoffs. And like that can become like a new narrative of like, oh, he showed up. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting too. That it does add some drama to it. It does add some that's, narrative. It feels like it feels Hunger Gamesy. Yeah, like that's sort of the pageantry of it all. So we already gave our uh, MVP takes. Did you want to talk about the other awards? I think we we agree on. So we disagree on MVP. Who did I? Who did you say? Who did I say? I took Harden, and you took Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. I'm staying with Kawhi. I'm staying with Harden, and I um I do like that there has been. I wouldn't say a sea change. There, there hasn't been a a widespread change, but the the anti hot takey anti Russ movement has gotten a little play in the last week, and the <laughs> the people who are smarter than me, who are, I think my points have all been salient when I'm not being super hot takey about it. But I don't, I'm not a good writer, and I don't really take the time to write. And um, but when people like Sean Fantasy write good things. In the words that I would say if I was smarter, it makes me feel better about it. And I do like fucking sharp, I'll tell you. <laughs> so 
the dirty little secret of me and Andrew Sharp is that we actually sort of agree on more things, I think, than we disagree yeah. on. Uh, and I can confirm because you and I and me, me, me and you and me and Sharp have had similar arguments. Yeah. Yes. You guys stand in for each other. Yeah. We we're we're and perhaps that's why we're arch rivals because I'm on the good side, he's on the evil side, but we're really more the same than we think, sort of like Batman and the Joker. But he it was definitely anti, I think pro watching Russ, but anti Russ conversation. And he thought that a lot of people didn't see the fault in what he did and, and was sort of bothered by it and would secretly vent to me, I think lived through my anti Russ takes. <laughs> and then he, he has an MVP vote and he fucking yeah. voted for Russ for Westbrook. And his yeah. reasoning was like the last two weeks of the year when he beat Orlando and whoever the hell else he beat Phoenix. I was so mad at him and I'm so glad that he sold out and Russ's 47 shots a game bullshit fell flat on his face just like I I had hoped it would. Um, and I'm glad. I was a little worried that... Um, I'm glad that I don't want West. I don't want Westbrook to win the MVP. I want Harden to win the MVP. But I'm glad that Westbrook's win of the MVP will come after a five-game loss in the first round of the playoffs to to attempt to make everyone who voted for him look ridiculous. So, um, what other awards are there's? Um, what else do you want? Wait, to, I just want to say. I just want oh. to say. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. This is a general thing. This is, can be applied to anything. And I've definitely talked about it before. But you hear about it on podcasts or on Twitter about how like oh you can never make people happy like if you vote for oh yeah if you if you vote for Westbrook then you have those people come out of the woodwork and say that you know efficiency and his teammates and the fact that they weren't a top eight team in the league and but if you vote for somebody else then it's like oh you hate Westbrook and triple doubles don't matter and like he's guy average all that stuff it's like there are people a lot of people, and they all have different opinions, and they're all assholes about it. Yeah. So, yes, no matter what you say, some groups of people are going to be mad. Yeah. It's not there's not, it's not the same group of people that's mad that you're voting for Westbrook and also mad that you're not voting for Westbrook. Those are different groups of people. And people – Zach Lowe does this all the time. And – People on Twitter do it all the time. It's like, oh, if I say this, then you say this. But if I say this, then you're still saying that. So what do you? What is it, people? It's like there's different people. Yes. There are different people with different thoughts, and they're all assholes. And you're gonna get shit for it if you have a platform. How does that? How does people not know that by now? That's how it works. That's how it works. And no matter which team you are crediting, it means you're dis to a fan. I I I think I talked about this in a different light a few weeks ago if you're a fan you like the guys that you like and it's mostly fans who read your work and most of the time you're going to be talking about a player or a team that is not their favorite that they think theirs is better and that's how it's going to work and if everyone just said oh you voted for Kawhi Leonard well that's reasonable and moved on yeah. then none of us would have jobs doing it it wouldn't yes. exist yeah there's a going to be discourse yes that's how it works and some of that discourse and most discourse does not end in huh that's pretty reasonable that's not how it works that's not what what sports arguing or even sports in general is based on I completely agree with you and here is the real secret to it is 
do not read your Twitter replies. Don't. Yeah. Because yeah. He, here's, here's the one thing that I would, I would say to somebody who, who feels that way. Oh, then if you're going to complain about this, complain about this. Most people are not responding to you. So think of if, if you know, if uh, let's say 100 people respond to your take and say that it's shitty, maybe 5,000 people read your take and were just like, oh, that's pretty good and moved on. It's only yeah. the people who disagree who are who you're hearing from, you know, because otherwise, what would you say? Hey, great take, buddy. You know, like what do you and most people don't interact with the people that they read with, you know, like yeah. most of the yeah. people that listen to this podcast, if if 20,000 people listen to the to each podcast, 19,000 of them, we will we will never talk to, <laughs> you know, they will never say anything about it. Most people don't interact with the people that write. So whatever. Uh any other awards? Sixth man of the year, most improved player. What do you got? Anything? Most improved, I give it to Otto Porter. I think. Oh, that's a good one. I, th- I think it has to be like there's there's a level of oh you were already too good. Yes, that's the Giannis sort that's of the Giannis, argument exactly. Yeah. And like I think that yes, he's gotten better. He's great. I love him. But it has to be someone that was like. It had a real growth of like, I don't know, this guy might not do it. And to be like, oh, he's the reason why they're this good. Yes. So I would I would give it to Otto Porter. I feel pretty strong. Otto Porter, I would have said, would have been before this year, somebody who I would have made fun of sharp for the Wizards drafting. And he became good this year. He became good. Now, who knows if, you know, it's all a factor. Who knows how much of a having a real coach in there and all that kind of stuff. But he definitely shot 40 percent from three. This year on a lot of attempts, a lot of them were open, yeah. but he's he definitely became sort of busty to good in, overnight. I agree with your assessment in in what the the most improved player should be. And sixth man is dumb. It's a dumb thing. I like sixth man. You shouldn't give the sixth. What what about the third best starter award? Nah, Here, stupid. Can I explain why? I like arbitrary it? thing. But isn't six man kind of fun because it's sort of a six man is a specific. I like voting for it as a specific kind of thing. So I okay. I would rather like, call so it. So then it's like it's the like off the bench gunner scorer. Yeah, offense the, off the bench guy. The Jamal Crawford award, you know. Yeah, I then just call it, then just call it that. Yeah, because yeah. I'm looking at lists like Greg Monroe and Zach no. Randolph are not that type. No. The award should go well, to there Eric is, Gordon. I guess there is that burgeoning like Enos Cantor, Okafor, those kinds of like, hey, you're an old, you're an old kind of player. Yeah, go you, score some points off the bench. Yeah, Maybe that is in the regular season because you can't even play in the playoffs because your your skill is so antiquated. Yeah. I now I would be fine with Cantor fits it. Yeah, Cantor fits it a little bit because it's basically the seven foot version of Jamal Crawford. Like come in and get buckets and then get out basically. Yeah. I would, but I, in that vein, I think you have to give it to Eric Gordon. Yeah. You know, sure. it, it's Eric Gordon or Iggy, I think. And by the way, Lou Williams, I know on the whole, he's basically like a, you know, a, a flat, you know, player, like not a plus, not a minus. He was awesome against Oklahoma City. He was, yeah. he had a lot of those. Lou Williams is the ultimately, no, 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 no. Oh, yes, player with every shot. Cause, he fades away on everything and nothing looks like yeah. it's going in. But he well, he, he was killer, man. He was awesome. Yeah, good series. He 
has been on a bunch of teams where he's been in that role. But when he's in, usually, there aren't other, at least in the past, there weren't other scorers on the court or the shooters on the court. It was right. kind of him just like, hey, carry these guys and get some points. And they could just like drape on him and know that he was going to go one-on-one with some guys. And now that he has, now that it's a spread offense, pretty much, with shooters around him, and he doesn't have to do everything, he can not force as many things, even though his shot selection is just naturally bad. It still, like, it works out for him. Because there was a whole thing about how his his type of game is not successful in the playoffs. Um, Yeah. Because people, like, tighten up. And it hasn't been previously. But yeah, yeah. He's... The dude gets buckets. He just, and he's got, the thing about that I like him and Harden on the same team is that neither of them, to your eye, have, they both have good, they're both good ball handlers, but they're not, you know, Tim Hardaway or Iverson or Kyrie Irving, but they're both so crafty that they they can, I don't know, uh, Fournier is sort of like this too, uh, like a, they can they can get to the rim or get their shot somehow. They they find a way to get so. And the reason it's more impressive to me, I love Harden, but he's so strong that what he can do is get into the lane and sort of inch his shoulder in front of the guy and get the layup and sort of protect the layup with his shoulder. But Lou looks so tiny on the court, he can't do it. So he just has to be crafty about it. I don't know. I'm yeah. There's been a Lou Williams revival in my mind. I'm ready to give him a, a max contract. Oh jeez. <laughs> Uh, let me ask you something. Yeah. There's a defensive player of the year award. Oh, right. There's not an offensive player of the year award. And there should, even though there they're short. Yeah. If what they should do is get rid of the MVP and just make offensive and defensive player of the year. I would say keep MVP. Yeah. Make MVP the best two way player. Give either Harden or Westbrook offensive player of the year. And then. Kawhi MVP because because as it stands MVP is a placeholder for offensive player of the year it's saying defense you know we have the award for defense this is the you know score points he scorey guy let let there be an offensive player of the year award and a defensive player of the year award and then they can be flanking the two-way player that we hold up as the most valuable player I would say I would still, oh, yeah. I don't think it solves anything because I think people would still argue the MVP the way they argue it. I, I would, I would well, still pick Harden. <laughs> I'd give, I'd give Harden the Offensive Player of the Year award. Yeah. I'd give Kawhi the MVP, and with Kawhi already having MVP, I would give Draymond Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I don't. I, I would give Draymond Defensive Player of the Year just sort of as it is, and. He to me he is the difference between like I think Draymond Green is a shithead and I I've had this take I think for about 2 years now. He's annoying. Stop kicking people in the balls. He's but This isn't just you with this take, buddy. Yeah, I know, but I that is my specific feeling on him. Yeah. But the dude and this sounds hot takey too. The dude does do whatever is needed to do to win for that particular game. He, and defensively, he is an animal. He is 
Kawhi is really, really good defensively, but Draymond Green seemed, to my eye at least, seems like a different sort of guy in that yeah. he can play center and be as effective a rim protector as somebody who is seven feet tall, you know, and he can also defend on the perimeter. And I know it, Kawhi might be, be a better better at being a perimeter defender than Draymond is at anything defensively, but it is Draymond Green's ability to do all of those things so well and so yeah. viciously that I think he's, he's the defensive player of the year. Yeah. He, he like... I wish there was a better way to say it. He, like, he makes plays on defense that's not just like coming up with a steal or a block. Like He makes right. plays with his like positioning. That's impressive. Anyway, uh, any other awards? Is that all of them? Yeah, unless I don't want to do the all-NBA team or whatever. I don't, I don't care about that that much. I think that's all I hope, I hope. I hope Paul George gets, gets all-NBA. All but, but that makes it harder for us to get him. Oh, I don't think we're... I think he'd go to... I think that everyone's concern is that he goes to L.A. Yeah, I don't believe I'd that. rather him stay in Indiana. And it's not... I mean, like, you want... The Eastern Conference is so... Still so light. And so, like, you want, you know, Paul George and Miles Turner to become, like, okay, that's your core. Get another person and, like, go be an actual team. I'm not convinced, Paul. It, until a a Lakers player is rumored to want to go to the Lakers and then actually this does... This is true. Kevin Love wanted to go to the Lakers. Russell Westbrook uh-huh. wanted to go to the Lakers. I think so Le- bad. LeBron, for a minute, wanted to go to the Lakers. Everybody <laughs> wanted to go to the Lakers, yet, and everyone's become had the opportunity to be a free agent, yet nobody fucking decided to go to the Lakers. So until somebody decides to go to the Lakers, I'm, I'm going to believe that they use it as a... Um, just as th- a threat. That's what everyone does. Everyone just uses the Lakers as a threat. They have not signed a significant free agent in 20 years. So, and, so. and also they, they got Luol Deng and Mozgov and pretty much immediately tried to trade both. Yes, yes, which is not something that a free agent, you want to happen as a free agent. So I'm not going to believe it until it actually happens. Yeah, that's all the awards. Uh, if there are an award... For, let me ask you this. If there was an award for best sponsor of the Right Ricky Sanchez podcast, who would you give that award to? Mm. It's really only one choice. <laughs> Probably L.L. Pavorsky. L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, the official sponsor of the Right Ricky Sanchez podcast. I saw him at the NFL draft yesterday. He was apparently meeting with Roger Goodell to see if he could get a 60-second spot in the middle of all of their content for a charitable <laughs> donation. Uh, I don't know how that went, but I hope that we are able to keep LL all to ourselves and that Roger Goodell shunned his advances. That's what I hope. LL is the official sponsor of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. 21 people so far have entered the contest to win the engagement ring and get engaged at the lottery party. Remember... The $7,500 ring goes to somebody who is willing to get engaged. You can enter now and see the ring at llpavorsky.com. Amos on last week's pod was was really disappointed. I tried to explain to him that I think at the time it was 17 entries was a lot of people given the number of people who would be there and just the number of people in general who would be willing to get engaged at all, you know, based on the number of people there. 
but he yeah. put out the call. He said there should be more. So we're up to 21 people who have entered. Uh, you have up until, I don't know, let's shut it down. They can't be real. They can't be real. I think they it's real. real. I'm telling you, I read the descriptions, I believe, and I recognize a lot of the names. I believe that it's real. And I told him the reason the reason that the the Ricky listeners are so good is because if you did this some other place, you would get a thousand shitheads who just want to get the free ring. But but our people are honest, and they really the only people who are entering are the people who actually want to get engaged. And that is a shockingly high number. So I'm going to say you have until May 12th to enter. The at midnight May twelfth. That'll be the last chance you have to enter. So go to llpavorsky.com. If you don't win or you don't want to enter or you don't want to get engaged at the lottery party, LL is your only choice to go get an engagement ring. Now thirty six people have gotten engaged, have have bought engagement rings. I don't know if it's been thirty six successful engagements, but have bought engagement rings. Uh, who are, are Ricky listeners from LL Pavorsky Jewelers, and every single one has sent us a form email that Lee writes for them about how great their experience was. I'm just kidding. They're all very, very happy with Lee because Lee is a, a fucking excellent guy, and we are proud to have him as our sponsor. So I would really, really, really recommend if it's time for an engagement ring or any piece of jewelry, reach out to LL. Uh, you can send him an email at llpavorsky.com. You can tweet at him at llpavorsky. And for every podcast, as sponsor of the podcast, he makes a generous donation to the Alzheimer's Association of the Delaware Valley and uh, the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers. If she says no at the lottery party, you get to keep the ring. <laughs> we haven't talked about that. You do, <laughs> I guess, though. Um, and by the way, I wanted to mention Xfinity Live also making a, a very, have doubled their donation from year to year. Uh, for That's our great. two charities. Yeah, a very, very, awesome. very generous donation. So thanks to those guys as well. All right, next on the list, what do I have? Free agency. So... Yeah, before we get into oh, yeah. this. Oh, playoffs. We didn't... It, it, real real quick, playoffs at all. Okay. Any any takes? I love the Jazz. I love the Jazz. I love the Jazz. I love the Jazz. Joe Johnson becoming this guy like not like twilight-ish of his career like it's the perfect thing i can't wait for our version of joe johnson you and amos talked about it and then i tweeted about it also carmelo i think will be that for us in like two three years i would love to have carmelo i know i know <laughs> that, that would be awesome it's just i love hayward gobert if he's healthy is unreal i've always loved george hill rodney hood is the man Joe Ingles. I mean, I so desperately want the Jazz to beat the Warriors. I want the, well, first of all, to beat the Clippers and then to beat the Warriors. I would, I just, honestly, I love that. I love that team. I love it. And they're not, and they're built so different from the Sixers. It's not like a, you know, they, you know, built from within for the most part, but it's not, it's not like any, there's no real processy moments of that. It's just like they got good and kept getting good players and drafting well. And I love them. And now they're going to lose their best player to the Celtics in free agency, and no. they'll end up. That's the same thing. That's the same thing as the Lakers stuff. Well, here, here's I, I, I don't really care about the Jazz. I think I, I used to actively dislike them, but now I just don't care about them. So they've improved. I, here, the here's what I, the reason I sort of want him to go to the Celtics, because then that way the Celtics can 
have two max level free agents and still not have any chance at winning the championship in a Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, you know, these are our two best players sort of team. And I would really enjoy that, that the, the crown of, of Boston's free agency pursuit of a superstar would be Al Horford and Gordon Hayward. And Gordon Hayward, Gordon Hayward's, Gordon Hayward's really good. My, he's sort of moving into my into my um, a Bermuda Triangle of NBA players who are who the NBA nerds like a little too much. He's really good. I like him. That that moment where Se- like Chris Se- Paul shoved him and he like grabbed the ball from him. Come on, second best player. Gordon Hayward's a bad man. Can't be best player right. on a championship team though. Right, I mean second, uh, second best. I mean probably not, but well, he is not. improving like year over year, and the Jazz are a different kind of team because they have, you know, if the Warriors weren't such a fucking force, like the fact Hayward with with Gobert and all those shooters around him, like I think could could you know go to some game sixes and sevens, and you know who knows at that point, but. I, th- I mean, Rodney Hood's really good. Trey Lyles is a guy that hasn't played well this year, but I think he's going to be good. They have, they're just good. And then Exum, who I still believe in, in some in some regard. That's very I you, hope, to, I, very I you to do. I would be so happy if they beat the Warriors. Oh, my God. They're not going to beat the Warriors. I know, but that'd be, that'd be great. I'd lose it. Uh, other playoff takes. Uh, I've been saying that this is the year that LeBron doesn't get there. Not because I think there's any opponent that's like that staunch. That's the problem. Um, but just because, just like it has, to, it has one of these times he can't do seven in a row. I just it's don't. Insane. I don't think there's it. I I know, but like something's gonna happen. Somebody gets hurt. Something. He so, he would have to be the one that would get hurt. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. The Raptors, even though they won that series, stink. There's no way the Raptors are beating them. They they are a deep team though. As much as they played shitty basketball and couldn't get anything going, uh, I don't think they can. I don't think. I mean, I think Lowry will have a better time with Kyrie on him than with the longer Bucks guys on him. Well, to sort of appropriate a Mike Lombardi thing, even though this is not exactly what he says, the like just because. A diner is not a five-star menu because they have uh, not a five-star restaurant because they have a really big menu. You know, like the Raptors have a lot of guys, but in the playoffs, having a lot of guys doesn't seem to matter. It does, though. It does it when you have to. You know, you go to your bench unit. Um, I think that what that's what happened with Oklahoma City a lot is that they were actually like hanging in there when Russ or Oladipo were on the court, and then they just had to go like to just a terrible bench unit and. Lou Williams and Eric Gordon just like ate him up. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not like championing any one team. I think yeah. that honestly, I think the Celtics have the best chance of beating them, but I think the Wizards will beat the Celtics. So, and I don't, I just don't, I don't quite buy the Wizards being able to handle, yeah, the Cavs. So, I would like, I think I, I, I want it to happen. I love LeBron, obviously, but I, I'm like ready for something else. Um, I mean, just if, if this, if this, if it was just like a Jazz Wizards finals, <laughs> I would be so happy about it. Can you imagine? Like this is the year. I'm glad you'd be happy the about Wizards, it. Yeah. And then it becomes Jazz or the Warriors, and I, then it's just. I think. Okay. It, uh, 
I think Adam oh, Silver would step in. That would be the next time he would step <laughs> in. The Donald Sterling uh, or Sam Hinkie and then Wizards Jazz. I think he would step in and do something. About yeah, yeah. It. Time to do it. Hey, do you think that their first round should be five games? Yes. Yeah, so do I. It's too long. And it's, it's not. And there's long. no chance. Of, I, it's a I way less basketball. chance of an update. I don't object to more basketball. But, like, I'd rather there be – it's more, like, drama more fraught drama within and there's the opportunity of an upset is is higher than in a seven game series and you want you want the threat of an upset well yeah and and the the longer the series is the less chance of an upset is and yeah, it's just that, the wizards hawks is still going on yeah <laughs> that series started last year and it's, and they've been playing for the last decade and it's still going it's actually on. a good series schroeder is having a nice having he a is nice having series. a nice little series and i really like torian prince a lot i wanted him I wanted him, but I, uh, I love Torian Prince's. I he's like wait, he's like what six seven or something. He's yeah, like six seven six eight. I I love the big guy floater. He's got a big guy floater. Oh, he's got yeah. a, he's got yeah. an on the break floater. I like that. Yeah, I don't like what I, else. I I don't really have any. I don't think any team. I and I really don't like the Raptors. I don't like. I know you don't. DeRozan. I know you don't. I, and I, I, I I do. I like the Raptors, and I want them to do well. Um. I wish. I mean, they just they just fold and they just can't score in playoff time. That when they're moving the ball well and they have because they have Corey Joseph and Norm Powell and Ibaka that can like step out and hit threes and stretch the floor. But they don't. And move DeRozan the ball is well. the way DeRozan plays is such an archaic way to play, and he still like gets his. I'm impressed by it, even if I don't want that on my team. Uh, I I would love for the Raptors to just like to take care of business, but I think that they're for whatever reason. Playoff time, they can't. They just, they, it, it just gets choppy and uncomfortable for them. Well, and I might be this, this stat might be wrong. I might be lying about it, but I think they have a frighteningly low, even in the regular season, uh, like assist, assist rate. Like I, I think they, they assist on fewer baskets than any other good team. They do a lot of one on one stuff, and I, they're just not fun. I don't enjoy watching them at all. I, it's, it's stodgy to watch. I, I, I want to believe in the Wizards because I love Wall and I love Boyan, but I I watch them and I don't really believe in it. I've never seen Bradley Beal or I, not never this year. I I have not seen Bradley Beal miss a shot. I don't I don't think he's missed a shot this year. I agree with you that the Celtics are have the best chance at beating the Cavs, but I don't think they will beat the Cavs. And then Western Conference takes. I don't know. I love watching the Rockets. I'm bored to shit watching the Spurs. No, come on. I am. I'm bored to shit watching the Spurs. I've always been bored watching. If you have to consistently every year, it went from Duncan to now Kawhi. Like, if people have to write columns about how unboring you are, you're boring. <laughs> so. I I just think I think at this point you've been watching it for so long and you're just assumed that they like it's your brain has been like the Spurs are boring and no matter what you're seeing, it's like ugh. I just don't the I, colors. I I'm just bored by them. I. I, lo- I love Kawhi, man. He's so good. And he's, like, taking over. He's playing, like, like a lot of isolation, one-on-one, like, watch me take over this game basketball. It's not, it's not like, bland passing cuts anymore. They're a different kind of offense. Yeah, and he does do that at the end of games, and he's had some of those moments. It is incredible how he's improved. I would just, I would rather watch the Warriors, and I would rather watch the Rockets. That's it. You know uh, what? Daryl Morey said something really. Did you watch that? That there was on YouTube. There's a 50 minute or so from the Sloan conference 
panel with Hinky and Maury and Billy Bean and somebody else. Did you watch that? No. It's really, it's interesting. But Maury said one little nugget in there that was really interesting. You should watch it. It's really funny. They take shots at each other. Um, there's, there was one thing Maury said that seemed like there was more to it than him just being a team guy. He said something about the possibility that this year's Rockets have of, he talked about a certain number. He didn't, he didn't expound upon it, but he referenced a certain number of a chance that they believe that the Rockets have to win the championship this year. And obviously that number isn't high. It's not 20 or 30%. But I am curious, because I'm sure they have a number. I'm sure they have a probability based on if, if everything goes right for them in a possible way. I'm curious what that number would be. Like the chances that the Rockets would get past the Warriors. Hmm. You know, it's like probably like twenty five. No, I bet it's probably like they probably think eight percent is a high chance. That would be my guess. It would be much lo- lower than twenty five. I think. I would love to see it happen. Yeah, maybe twenty five is high. I don't know. I mean, I think I think Rockets Spurs is going to be an awesome series. I'm really excited about it. You think the Clippers? I think Jazz, I think Jazz Warriors going to be an awesome series. You think Clippers I think are going to get blown up? Six or seven games. You think the Clippers are going to get blown up? Uh, I hope. I think they're probably going to run it back. I think it's like, what else are we going to do? It's not like they have a bunch of. It's not like first of all, it's not like they have a bunch of young guys that that they're like excited about. Second, it's not like Doc Rivers likes playing young guys. They would have to. I mean, Doc would have to go. It'd have to be at everything shut down. And I think with how little success the Clippers have had historically, they're like, well, we still have these guys. We're still like a top four-ish team in the West usually. Yeah. That's great. Let's just see if we can finally fill this hole and get a decent two-way wing. And be like the the Mavericks, like the, the the you can't believe they're running it back again, and they run it back, and they happen to win the championship this year. Something yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about free agency. All right, here's my free agent. Go before we get to specifics. Yeah, give us your take. take. Give your give us your take. Because you you and Amos talked about it a little bit last week about like wanting to. I think it was in regards to the Porzingis idea. Yes. Um, which I would trade. Simmons for Przingis right now. Yeah. Um, David Murphy asked that on Twitter the other day, and I, I said yes, and people sort of, even Mike Weber, uh, the Spike Lee of, did you see his response? I did. <laughs> it was, I did. Mike Weber, the Spike Lee of the Rice Turkey Sanchez podcast, who I do love, said that he wants to keep Ben Simmons because something like, because he really believes he wants to be great and is a, like obsessed with greatness or something. And like that might be true, but it's funny. How would he know that? <laughs> it's, it's yeah, such and, a funny and, take. and Porzingis doesn't have that. Yeah. All right. Give I me don't. your take. Give me your take. Uh, anytime you start talking about free agency and and like who the Sixers could bring in who, to like be the guy, whether it's a whether it's Kyle Lowry or Contavious Caldwell Pope or Otto Porter or any of those kinds of players, or even. Carmelo or Gordon Hayward or Paul George or any of those guys would be like, hey, you're kind of our best player. You're kind of like now like you're taking over or whatever. I get I start to bristle a little bit. Um, and I and I. I see I've made fun of other fan bases for doing it. 
where it's like, no, your team isn't good enough. So it's not like you can just you're not going to win with this core group of guys unless you get other people, whatever. But I, I almost and I know this is not a rational take. I know it. it you know, I know that odds are there's this they're still going to need a lot of help from free agency. I kind of don't want any big name free agents to come in here. I'm kind of like, let's just go with our fucking guys that we drafted, that we waited for, not somebody else with some other system in mind who like came from somewhere else. I know like if we signed Lowry, then like we would, he would become, you know, he, we would, he would become like, you know, he's obviously a Philly guy coming like in, branded into us. But I, I'm a little bit just – it would feel like taking someone else's stuff. And this – we have our stuff. And I'm kind of like – around the edges, sure. Maybe Caldwell Pope is good enough that or, or not – you know, not uh, – you can just sort of slot him in where it wouldn't have to change your whole offense or change anything, or he would just be kind of doing yeah. his thing like as the two-guard, almost like a better version of Gerald Henderson this year. And he's sort of a uh, sixer. What? He's sort of a sixer, KCP. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I, so, do you know what I'm saying? It's just like I've always made fun of those kinds of people, but I feel it myself. Every time I think about who could this guy, who, who could we get, what's his free agency going to be like? You know, if Ben Simmons... You know, if Luau becomes as good as KCP, that's great. That would be awesome. That would be very, very good. But I almost don't want KCP because we have Luau. And it's like, well, let's see what he's got. He's ours. Rather than like taking someone else's and being like, well, they're, they're ours now. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not logical and it's very fanish, but I feel it. And I just want to see, let's see this thing through with the one or two guys we draft this year and the squad we already have, and then get some like Joe Johnson types around the edges in a year or two to win some playoff games. But I'm sort of like, I'm, 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 I'm bristling at the idea of having a guy come in and be like, okay, this is my team now. Cause it's like, no, we're good. We're, we're already set. We don't need any, any, anybody coming in with baggage. How do you feel about that? I'm a little worried in that I agree with your entire take. Yeah. They, they don't feel... Part of it, I think, is that we've... It's a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome. In, Absolutely. In that we've been in this dungeon for four years. This particular dungeon. We've been in dungeons for 15, but... We've been in this particular it's dungeon. It's a dungeon maze. Yes. We're in, we are, what's her name? We are in room. <laughs> what's, uh, Brie, Brie, is it? Larson. Brie Larson, right. So, so we're comfortable in it, and we know the walls, and we know where everything is, and the idea of some getting somebody who even comes, and a, a good player via free agency, actual good, not sort of good, an actual good player via free agency is a really different thing than anything we've gone through. So bringing somebody in and to, to say that that player would be the best player and better than everything we've... The last four years we've gone through all this and all of a sudden the guy that's the best player is just this guy we sign feels, like feels wrong. 
you know? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess like like Houston fans don't, probably don't think that about Harden. Maybe right. a trade is a little bit. I think different. Tr- trade's different, and it's a whole new team. That they they didn't add somebody to their team. Pretty much, I mean, there were guys that are still there, but it is his team, and they didn't have anybody on their team that was capable of being the best player on the team. And hopefully, yeah. we have two. And and then yeah. depending on how the lottery shakes out, maybe we have three. Who knows? So. I agree with you, but I I do not believe that Brian Colangelo will go through this offseason without trying to spend a shit ton of money on somebody. And I hope I it ends up being good, but that seems really unlikely to me. I agree. And I know that our what we are agreeing on is not super logical. And I would yeah. make fun of other fan bases, including Boston, for yeah. sure. Yep. For saying what we're saying, but I think we're right because we have two guys and possibly a third coming in capable of being the guy already. And so I'd rather I'd rather just see that team to fruition, even if it takes a little bit longer, than try to like ram somebody else in there, like their style of play, into what we have like slowly, meticulously built i agree with you man yeah Yeah. i I, that said it's not realistic so we better figure out which one we'd be most okay with well let's do it let me run through uh, so i'll run through restricted free agents or unrestricted free agents i'll start at the the guys that are making the most this year and then i'll just sort of pick out and and there's so many of them and i only have about 12 minutes so let's just sort of i'll actually i'll just pick out the most Okay. Blake Griffin. Interest. No. 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 Okay. Derek Rose, no. Jeff Green, no. Um, Serge Ibaka. No. All right. Andre Iguodala. Mm. Yeah. I, I think it's, like, it's more likely he'd retire than he'd play anywhere but Golden State based on some things that I had heard, but I would too. Uh, Drew Holiday. This is one that people have brought up a lot. Yeah, people talk about this for a while. I would say, I would say yes. I'd be if we get, say, like the third pick and take Josh Jackson, and then go sign Drew. That would be pretty cool. His health is because he was ours. It would feel like a nice book, and it wouldn't feel quite as, uh, uh, you know, appropriating someone else's good player. Okay. Uh, I, it would feel good in my heart, Yeah. somewhere in my head, I would know it was the wrong thing. It might be. And it it is, it would, it is, it's a little bit like, uh, like, um, there's like science fiction when you bring people back from the dead Yeah. and they're kind of like a shell of their former self. Yeah. Like in pet and you know that, like something's wrong, and they're yeah. never going to be like quite the way they were. Yeah. But you like look at them, and you're like li- like sleeping next to them, and you're like, yeah, this is normal. This is what we used to have. But it's like always a little bit like off. There's a little bit of deadness in their eyes. Yeah. That that might be true. There is. Speaking of which, there's a show that sort of envelops that. It only has a few. You should only watch the first episode. I think it's only six episodes. It was called In the Flesh. Did you ever see that? I think it was a BBC show. It was really, really, really good. It was about that. 
It was a whatever. We don't have to talk about zombie TV shows. JJ uh, Reddick. Yeah. I don't know. Feels like he's a little on the wrong side. Feels like we're not ready for JJ Reddick yet. <laughs> no, Nikola Miritich. No. Otto Porter. Yes. He's, Definitely. He's, I would max out. I would max out Otto Porter. Oh, he's restricted. I'm sorry. I have it listed. I'm not just going through unrestricted. That doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll go through all the yeah. Uh, Ben McLemore. I take a flyer on him. Any any Kings two guard that gets ostracized over there, send him our way. KCP. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's the him and Otto are like the best the best player, and I guess Drew are the best kind of player where I wouldn't feel like we're just we're cheating. We're cheat. Yeah, cheating is like what it feels like. Yeah. Oh well, now that his name popped up, one thing we didn't talk about in the playoffs: Isaiah Cannon starting an NBA playoff yes. game off of over oh MCW. And it's the whole Isaiah experience. Hitting yeah. a couple shots, stretching yep. the floor, yep. and then like dribbling the ball off his face and yep. out of bounds. The first game when he had that little run that got them yes. in the game was Isaiah Cannon time in the playoffs. I, <laughs> it's crazy. It it's happened. Crazy. It happened. It happened. It It's not Tony. By the way, did you see Tony Roten's Instagram? He really misses it. Yeah. Bring him back. Brian, if somebody of the organization's listening, just bring him back on a minimum fifteenth guy. I don't care. Maybe just summer league. Just please bring him I back. Agree. Yeah, I agree. Got to happen. Joe Ingles. Yes, absolutely. I have no idea what the market for Joe Ingles is going to be, but yeah. he's the man. I love him. Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm, I wouldn't pay him what I think he's going to get. Yeah, he's going to get too much. Justin Holiday is going to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, I don't know. Sure, Min- minimal. I I don't know. I'd rather I'd rather keep an, keep the roster spot open for Corkmas. Uh, Donatus Matiunas, who I I don't even where is he now? Oh, he's signed with the Pelicans. What that was he the weirdest no thing. Isn't that a sort of a yeah. a weird thing that happened with him the last year of his? life and career in two years. What the hell is going on there? I don't know. That's sort of everybody. Uh, Tyreek Evans? No. Steph Curry? <laughs> yeah, I'd throw, I'd throw a couple bucks at Steph, see if he'd bite. That's about it. I mean, that's the the whole list. That's There's not really anybody else on the list I think is particularly it, interesting. What about what about Lowry? Is he not, he's not restricted? Oh, yeah. We're, why is... Maybe I skipped over him because we had just talked about. It. Oh no, because he's he's got a, a player option, yeah. and that he will. So that's why he's not on the list. I have. So he he will opt out, and then he'll be a free yeah. agent. That's why he's not on the list. I would not. I would not give Kyle Lowry, even though I I don't dislike Kyle Lowry. I don't like watching the the Raptors, but most of that is uh, DeRozan. DeRozan, but I I don't want a five year hundred fifty million dollar deal for Kyle Lowry at all. I don't know, man. That is a that is a very very good question. Uh, let's take let's take away the feeling that we just we just agreed on about the. I still don't want about him. feeling like it's cheating. I still don't want the him. fact that the fact that you know Nova kid coming back home. Point guard, like can shoot off the catch. Pesky ass defender. He had less years under him 
because he didn't play much early in his career. I think if you if you're gonna give him a I guess you can only give him a four year max. Right. Oh yeah. So four uh, years, like, but it's four years. I think it's still like one fifty or something. It's something crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't. I I just forget about the money. I I just close. Yeah. Not for me. What about uh? What about trying to get? What if uh? What if the Clippers do? Uh, disintegrate. Try to trade everybody. Would you accept Chris Paul if it cost you Ben Simmons? Nah. And I think he's probably like one of the three best point guards ever. And I, I wouldn't. I, I, I don't want. I, I don't want the sixty-five game. And he wouldn't. He wouldn't because he's he's ring chaser now. I mean, not he's not Carl. Uh, Carl Malone, Gary Payton era ring chaser, but there's no way he's coming to some, you know, team full of nine year olds. I I don't. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I would. I like him a lot on another team. I think I wouldn't like him as much if he was on my team. Him yelling at everybody and all that shit. I don't. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Um, we'll get we'll go get more into free agency yeah. as as it gets closer. I wanted to ask what you thought about. I have two things to ask you about. Oh, fi- final guy, Gerald Green. Yes. <laughs> Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. This the most po- athletic th- person in yeah, the world. This podcast. How good is Vince Carter, man? I love Vince Carter. God damn it. He's still, he's the best. I want to relive his whole career. Well, I want to just watch every game from his whole career. He did. He has played long enough after his being a shithead in Toronto ran out. Like when he stopped trying like purposely and then admitted to it. Um, but he is, it is fun to watch for you sort of wish that Michael Jordan had, like found had it like the thing that Jason Kidd did that Vince Carter is doing that is just the I'm gonna be this other guy now I'm gonna be really good yeah. at being this other guy not the same guy that I was. Uh, it, and it's, it's hard. It's amazing. It, yeah. There's not many people that do that. I mean, like T Mac couldn't do it. Iverson couldn't do it. Yep. There's not I mean, like Garnett a little bit. I guess did he? He changed himself once he got even when he was in Boston. But. uh I mean, he's become just like a really, really good team, solid role player guy. And he's like 40 years old. It's insane. All right. What are the two, things, still, what are the two things you have to ask me about? Cause I only have My question with you is what are uh, your thoughts on the ESPN stuff? Oh. um, I have a couple, I guess. The first is, is sort of to your point before about about the way people talk on social media. There's been a lot of reporter guys and media guys who have been pretty indignant online about people being heartless about the firings on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. But, like, you're the same people who probably talk about firing coaches and, and talk about other careers like they're not people and careers. So it's, yeah, it, it's sort of the, the – if you're in the public eye, that's sort of the – that's the deal. And – I, it doesn't mean that I approve of talking about it that way, but you know that that's the way people talk about jobs, and I wouldn't take it personally. I don't think they mean it personally when people talk about it that way. The same way you say, "Nah, I don't want to pay that guy." You know, that's his whole life. You know, so yeah, I think about it that way. The other thing is, I think it's been made pretty clear, and maybe Deadspin wrote about it. Somebody these. The way big corporations work is them firing all these people is more of a trying to show 
shareholders that they're doing something about their business model being in trouble, but it's not real. You can't, they, they can't save enough money by just firing a hundred people to make their, to save, to help what's going on with their business model. So, you know, what, what it looks like is they got rid of people who were just writers, who didn't do other things, you know, who you didn't, who, who weren't, I don't know, adaptable, or if they had been there a while and they made a lot of money, you know, probably too much money. So I don't know what thought I have on it. I, it's, um, I don't know. I, I feel bad for the people that got let go. And it's interesting that sports are bigger than they've ever been in the country, but we, we're having a hard time. Companies are having a hard time finding the right way to monetize it to employ the same people they were employing before. But yeah. um, I don't know. It's weird. I feel bad for the people that got fired. That's I, I don't I mean it's just it's just the you know the choices that they made of who not to fire. It's like, oh yeah, you're ESPN. You are you just want people yelling at each other with, with no real fact based discussion well, well, or because that's, explanation. But but they're they're mass media and the reality is so so ESPN is in Philadelphia for the draft and they're at Chickies and the place is mobbed for people to see things like first take and and the, the truth is that if you're just mass mediaing then things like Stephen A Smith they just whether we think that it's entertaining or not or engaging and or whether we believe it like obviously half their takes are made up they're playing characters and people enjoy those characters so yeah i i think Stephen A Smith actually drives ratings and revenue and people who write game stories don't and that's that you know. I don't know, but like nobody's watching Fox Sports One because of fucking Skip Bayless. Well, right, that's true. Same guy, but but building, getting to where ESPN is and maintain and maintaining where ESPN is are two very very different things. You know, yeah. I I don't think I don't know that that makes it not. I I don't know what Fox Sports One's ratings are now compared to a year ago. You know, and the the biggest driver in all of this in in driving all that audience is play by play is having teams on your network that's what drives audience in in mass numbers and then you you expose your other people by using that sort of uh those people and and fox sports one doesn't really have it yet so i think i think i i I read something like this but i think it's they're trying to do they're trying to do two things which is like be the leader in uh you know talking about sports in a smart way employing smart people whether it's Grantland or the people that like hung around after Grantland and just talked about sports in like a, not even analytical, but just like more than just like the narrative way, but also having the mouthy people that are just yelling and it turned everybody off on both sides. Yeah. The mouthy people turned off the smart folks and the stats turned off the people that just want to see narrative and Tebow and deflate gate and all that stuff. So I think they tried to play the middle and it ended up not working. And so I guess they just go full steam ahead into lowest common denominator Ville. And then that's, yeah. well, that's, that's it. When you try to be everything to everyone, you end up being nothing to no one. You know, that's what, yeah. that's what they're saying. And I, I, I said before Derek even did his thing, I said, I, I think people need to decide whether – the, the, there are a couple of different the, the the traditional model of generating revenue for this sort of stuff is advertising but 
advertising is is traditionally based on masses of people. The more people you have watching or listening or whatever, the more money you can charge. But things are sort of changing a little bit. And we have to be willing to maybe start thinking about paying for things because the things that we like the most don't generate the sort of traffic that 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 generates a sort of revenue to pay a bunch of people, you know? So yeah. would, would you have paid $5 a month for Grantland? I would have, you know? And if they could get half a million people to, uh, maybe that's too many, to, to pay five bucks a month for Grantland, all of a sudden Grantland survives, you know? And um, I don't know. It, it's a weird, the, the media landscape is weird. What was the other thing that you wanted to ask? Oh, uh, much less heavy. Mm-hmm. I want a third round of the NBA draft. Give it to me. I'll take Give me it. a third round. Yeah, just open like open up the D, open up the D League more, make it livable. I know they're like heading towards that, but do better. Give me a third round. Everybody can draft their D League guys. Take shots on athletic guys. Make it easier to call call up and send down. Give me a third round. I need it. I'll take that too. I would also and make it the next would night. You want it, would something. you want it? Would you want it? Football esque, where it's the first round on one day and then the second and third round on the next. Yeah, because. That way we could get our podcast done by like eleven or eleven thirty in the round sure, one, sure. you know, instead of two a.m. or whatever. Take so. your priorities. There yeah. you go. All right, I gotta go. All right, buy your lottery party uh, t-shirts. Enter the 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 LL Pavorsky contest, and and that's what I got. Uh, this has been the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. Brought to you by L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, where Rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged. 707 Walnut in Philly, always at LLPavorsky.com. Are you down with TTP? Some guy, did, some guy did that to me yesterday, and I answered him, and he goes, not yet. <laughs> so. Good. All right. Uh, watch. There might be a writer's strike. Next oh, week. yeah. We'll talk about that next week if there is one. Yeah, let's talk about the writer's strike. That'll be funny. Maybe I can have... Uh, but if in the meantime, watch Trial and Error on Hulu or NBC.com. It's all available for free. And we are firmly on the bubble of coming back or not. So Watch it. Shameless watch plug. Watch it. Shameless plug. Listen to WIP yeah. while you watch <laughs> Trial and Error. All right. See you, man. Hit when they go boom.